put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and outrageous feminism. Plus, some witchy shit. I started crying. It was great. No, I did the same thing where I was like, I'm going to get out of here. I don't want to breathe on your baby's bike. No, I did. I did stay for just a sec to be like, this mac and cheese is the best thing I've ever made in my life. Um, I hate giving it to you, but you are most deserving of it. It was so good. Like That's a real friendship. Picking what? people up from the airport and giving away mac and cheese. I want to tell you about this motherfucking mac and cheese. Tell do me you want to hear about it? Okay. Here's what you do. I love mac and cheese. Are you ready? Right. So it's in the what my mom calls the wonder pot, which is the instant pot. If you, it's a pressure cooker, right? It's, it's different cooker. than like a regular crock it, pot. It it can be a regular crock pot, but but more. But it is also a pressure cooker. So you fucking take some dry ass pasta, put it in some vegetable broth, uh, and some water maybe. Yeah, probably water vegetable broth. I think there's butter in there too. Well. I mean, trifecta of deliciousness. Uh, You put in like two. It's real weird. So then and you also put in two tablespoons of Parmesan right then. You cook that shit. You cook it up and it like makes the pasta, you know, as for eating. It makes it cooked. (laughs) Yeah, it it? cooks it. Hey, and then you cook it. Get the fuck out of town. Right. In so this, the noodles aren't crunchy? That's you don't correct. eat it that way? No. You're not just eating dry pasta. It's not dry anymore, motherfuckers. It's cooked. So then... That's what I say when all the when I show up, all the ladies... Wait, I, <laughs> what? Totally, I don't... <laughs> moving on. It's okay. Let's talk about the cheese that's involved. Yes. So it is an entire block of cream cheese. And mm. then two... Like, I use two bags of cheddar, different kinds of cheddar cheese. That's a lot of cheese. Uh, you can never have too much cheese. I mean, no, it, it's true. And then a little bit more Parmesan in there. And then just to like they said to bring out the, the cheesiness, you put in like a tablespoon of mustard. Really? Because uh, there's yes. not enough cheesiness like, just with the cheese alone. I mean, I'm just saying it makes the cheese pop <laughs> is what it does. And like a tablespoon of like Cholula or hot sauce. Oh, Cholula is huh. awesome. So then... Then you mix it all up and it's fucking creamy. It looks like it looked like it was out of a restaurant is what I'm saying. And it tasted Your like restaurant, the restaurant of of deliciousness. I mean, now I really want mac and cheese. Dude, it was so it was like it was. It, Stop recording. Ugh. You go make us some mac and cheese. I mean, get me all the ingredients. I'll make it right now. Do we have to have babies to get this mac and cheese? Mm, I don't know. In fact, had I had more time, I would have made it today and brought it to our gathering. But next gathering, it's on. I'm making the mac and cheese. I don't care what night it is. We're eating mac and cheese. Well, I'm glad you. That's that my philosophy Lily. on life. I mean, it's it's I, I would. It's honestly the best thing I've made in that motherfucking pot. Wow, that's a strong statement. Because I use it all the time. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty strong. I'm um, sure somebody out there would tell me there's something better, but I'm telling you hands down. They're liars. Good. 
they're jealous if you want this actual recipe and don't just want to listen to my words go to this guy's website because it's fantastic it is called pressure luck get it oh p-r-e-s-s-u-r-e luck (laughs) last night i found out that uh beluga whales in captivity which is wrong and i strongly oppose but um yeah they they normally make like real high pitched sounds like how you would imagine dolphins or or small whales sounding like like whistle sounds but apparently the ones that are in captivity will imitate humans and it seriously sounds like they're like herp derp 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 I'm a human derp on my two legs derp 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 and like it's like several octaves below their normal range and it's got the cadence of human so four real beluga whales that are being held captive are like I'm a human. I mean, they sound just like that. Yes. That's weird. I I mean, it's funny until you realize it's sad, but but at least they're making fun of us. Oh, that's fantastic. And um, if you also want to enjoy beluga whales giving a big fuck you to humans. I love that everybody's learning about mac and cheese and whales. And beluga whales. Oh, there's more. I used to be in a whale club. Did I? I don't know if what? I told you. I don't know what that <laughs> is. Tell me but it sounds more. like what it is called. <laughs> Back in elementary school, I joined a club, like a fan club for whales. Uh, was it just like uh, any kind yeah, of whales? Is it whales? like mail me like different whale of the month thing and all these facts about whales? Can I? I is it still around? around still exist? Can I do I it? I don't know, but it was around when Free Willy came out. So I was oh. all about whales. And Everyone's I was like, all about whales. Whales are real things. fucking smart. Yeah, yeah, that's the fucking problem oh. why they shouldn't be in captivity because they're like, I mean. I watched a tragic thing, though, where some killer whales just roll up on the shore and fucking take a seal and fuck off with it. Well, that's why they're called killer whales. And then it's they not don't just a even name. like eat it. They just throw it around like a ball. Oh, yeah. They just want to beat it up. God. Um, Sick. Well, welcome to Hex Raven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I think we're we're talking so loud that my shit is fucking up. But um, what I was going to say about belugas is um, they love fo- photobombing people because people apparently get married in aquariums and they'll just show up and like s- like stand up or float upright like they're the priest behind people. And then they, they also open up their mouths and it, it's real cute because it looks like they're smiling. But um, I think it's an aggressive display. You can also look up uh, just, just on YouTube do beluga scare child. And there are dozens of videos of, of these little little toddlers like waving and tapping on the glass and like squealing with the light. And then out of nowhere, the beluga whale will just be like, Whoa! and like open his mouth and like kind of like do a fake headbutt at the kid. And, and like they, then the children will run away screaming. So they like fake the kid out. Yeah, they oh fake the God. kid out. They'll, they'll just be floating there looking like a big like white tub of adorable whale lard they're so smart yeah and then they're like <laughs> dumb human and then they're like oh gotcha you know like when you like i wonder if they know that like the tiny humans are innocent are easy to scare and well, also they figured it out and innocent <laughs> i mean like and so they choose to fuck with them in <laughs> no, particular? i don't know i, I don't hope know. so i, I hope know. that's true i hope they're vindictive like that oh they 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 deserve all the vindictiveness they can. I have. never saw it. I'm like super pro um, them not being in captivity because I think it's cruel because I consider them like non-human persons because of their intelligence. 
but I never watched like Blackfish or anything because I would. Uh, it's cry. yeah, it's real not. It's very upsetting, dude. I cried during Dolphin Tail. I think you told me that, which is not sad. <laughs> Were you crying out of happiness? Yes, you guys. The dolphin plays itself. Well, and he. So I think he gets a new tail, right? right. Am I right? Yeah. It, the, it was a dolphin that was hit by a boat or something and had to have its tail amputated. But doesn't a child, like, design the tail? No. Oh, shit. Morgan Freeman designs it. Like, an I actual... think that is drag- that dragon, how to train a dragon movie. Where no, the I've kid seen that. the thing. Shit. Okay. I, probably, <laughs> I would probably cry during that, too. But... I feel like I've seen them both right around the same time, so that makes sense. So, yeah, but um, a guy that designs prosthetics, like, designed, um, and he had to study, like, the aerodynamics of, uh, like moving through a fluid and is everything. Is this real or is this in the movie? No, this is this is all real. Um, is it based on a true story? Yes, the what? the actual. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the dolphin <laughs> from been a real life right. plays herself. Oh shit! In it's the, the actual mo- dolphin yes, with the fake that's tail. That's what I'm fucking saying. I to didn't you. understand what you were saying to me, but now I do. So and what the dolphin actually doesn't want wear the prosthetic all the time. But it's important that she wears it some of the time because sure. if she didn't, if those mu- muscles atrophied because she couldn't swim with the fin, she would end up dying. No, um, no. So, but she's not going to because they no. gave her this tail. Right. So this is actually an example of a dolphin in captivity that was actually Something helped. that we did a good thing for. Yes. But, good job, um, humans. Fucking but yeah, so I just fast forward through all the parts with people. And yeah. just watched all the dolphin parts. Smart. And my husband walked in and I'm just like sitting there with like tears streaming down my face. <laughs> like not misty, not like sniffling, just like full on, like quietly bawling. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, the dolphin plays herself. It's the dolphin. Jay, do you have strong feelings about dolphin tail? I haven't seen it. That's okay. So that's you should why fucking I watch don't it. have strong feelings. This, I have nothing against it. I just I, I feel like it, so I'm not as passionate. skip all the people parts. I don't do animal movies because they make me I will, cry, and then I feel like my chest is empty for a week. I feel like, like I cry during animated animal movies. Well, okay. now that we've gotten about you know talked a lot about uh, whales and dolphins and, and mac and cheese, we mac covered and cheese. It. We covered so many things already. Uh, welcome as 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 Jay has said. Welcome to Hex Raiden. I am Blackbird. I'm Scarlet, and I am Jay. And our very uh, much uh, present in spirit Lily is at home with her bebes, and we'll have a special surprise uh, in a week or two. Uh, a little mini so that she's going to record and tell you all about her experience, and it's going to be awesome. So she's. Uh, we're still trying to get it together where we can all four be on a on the call at the same time but until then you'll have information from lily upcoming soon and it's awesome the babies are beautiful speaking of uh technology we got um a note from a listener randy who had a hilarious story about um evil dead getting stranded in the woods and she had just made all of her coworkers watch Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, and then they got their car broke down. And so I'm pretty sure they were all convinced that they were going to get attacked by deadites. But um, she yeah. had a question for all y'all. Um, she uh, lives in an apartment or a place. I don't know if it's an apartment. She lives in a place that it has it gets low light and kind of has like crappy soil. So she was asking for recommendations on plants that are good for low light, poor soil, or just indoors 
and um, that would help with, you know, kind of keeping them in contact with nature and cleansing negative energy. Well, I know I I don't grow a lot of stuff indoors. I've had excellent luck uh, in my office with a normal philodendron. They, you know, kick ass. They don't take a lot of water. Um, They just need like some sort of like maybe even artificial light or whatever. Those are great. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily cleansing energy, but it is plant energy, which to me is very like healing and nurturing um i know uh and uh, scarlet can talk about this more but she grows orchids in and what i mean f- not l- super low light but they don't get a whole lot right they're in a window but we have a porch so the sun is not like streaming in i know right. vi- i don't grow violets anymore but when i did um they like northern light so they like low light um i'd recommend that just those stupid um i think they're called like pothos or something yeah they're that's, that's the what I was, money plant or yeah. i looked online i was trying to google it and they're also called devil's ivy so that's hey. fun and exciting but those are impossible to kill because my mom's had one since she got married which was in the 60s wow is that the one that's in all the offices like every office everywhere has these like ivy plants i call mine a philodendron is that what it is, is i don't where I mean, like you break one off you can put it in the water and it'll just keep yeah going? that's yes. but i think you can do it with what she's talking about too but i think they are two different plants a okay. philodendron and uh, uh yeah this one's like just a mass of like, it looks like a tangle of yeah. uh of vines with these like um sort of uh waxy sort of leaves yeah that's but what I have. they're uh-huh. but they are actually good for um filtering the air and filtering out yes. toxins so they literally help with negativity negativity and filtering the air and they're fucking impossible to kill because even people that are not green thumbs that's true i've had whatever my plant is be it pothos or something else i've had such a bad caretaker you don't even know what it is yeah i know i'm terrible um i've had it for i've had it for at least 10 years and i think i moved it from the place i worked before that so probably more like 15 or 20 years i've had it for a long time yeah i mean i don't know what you are little plant but you're mine and i love you I don't know for caring myself, but my mom does good with ferns inside. I don't know. But then again, she's good with any plant inside. So well, I know I ferns know. are also good for filtering the air. So they would, in like a spiritual sense, be good for like filtering negativity and being grounding and stuff like that. And you could get them for a good deal. Like they're always a good deal. Like when I go to the store, I just I can't keep them alive. I don't have any indoor plants. I tried to bring my basil sort of indoors mm. and do a light. And it did not last very long. So I'm very much an outdoor garden. Basil is real finicky for me, but oregano you could try if you have some kind of window to put it in. Uh, I find oregano to be pretty hardy, and that's very cleansing, like if you can put it anywhere. Um, Like you said, violets, maybe orchids. um, Yeah, orchids are not as hard as some people say if you just get like the most common species. They have them real cheap at like Ikea and Trader Joe's if you have either of those where Mm -hmm. you're at. But the trick is um, don't overwater them. Right. Just give them like an ice cube, right? Um, no, I'll, I'll water them with water, but um, I let them dry out in between. Ah, right. And you got to make sure that they drain because if it stays wet, they'll, the roots will rot. No so don't overwater it. If you actually forget to water it, that's way better. 
also um and don't don't let water pool on the leaves because they'll mm. they'll rot from that too but th- that's Dude, the only all trick this rain, man we've had so much rain like my garden's dead we did we've had a lot of rain i have successfully kept my rosemary and my oregano alive throughout the entire winter so thumbs up to me that's the only thing that lasted though everything else i think your mint dead. will come back Oh, the mint comes back every year. Yeah. But like those two, I had those and basil in like a big uh, like herb planter basil. I wonder if the basil would, I would like it to come back, honestly. But um, also I have a couple of friends that uh, are super into succulents. So you might try like tiny cacti because I think, I don't know. I really like their energy. I've just never gotten any. But I think they're really cool and fun to look at, and I know they don't take a whole lot of care. So you might try those too. But thanks, thanks so much for your question and your hilarious story. Uh, she's also a fan of licking eyeballs, or at least asking. Or at least she can. <laughs> That's as far as I ever got. Yeah, I know. It's okay. One day we'll keep. We'll both keep reaching for that rainbow. Keep reaching. Got to keep keep the dream alive. Well, what's new with you, ladies? Oh, what's new? I've been looking at beluga whale videos. So yeah, you have. Golly, you sure have. Let's see. What's new with me? Um, I'm rereading A Wrinkle in Time, and it's Ooh, pretty great. Call. Yeah, it's uh, it holds up. It's pretty it's pretty engaging. I don't honestly, and I, I know I read it as a kid, but I don't remember what kind of like mindset I was in then because I don't remember any of this book. I don't remember the plot either. I just remember the the sort of pseudo physics of it of yeah. the Tesseract and then right. explaining how a Tesseract and like using the metaphor of like if you take a line and you put it perpendicular you have like uh or you have a line and then you have a square and then you put a square perpendicular and then you have a cube. So the fourth dimension would be putting another cube perpendicular to a cube. So that's more than I got out of it. I, I was like, you take a line and fold it in half. The end. That's <laughs> it's it's, it's more complicated than that. It's uh, but I'm yeah, I'm pretty excited to see the movie. I want to see this uh, rendition rendition. But uh, yeah, I'm reading that. And uh, oh, we all went to see Black Panther. We did all see Black Panther, although I don't know if Lily's seen it yet because of the bebes. But uh, if you haven't seen it. Get thee to a movie house immediately because it is fantastic. I really, really liked it. Didn't you see there's a picture on Facebook of like people going to the premiere and some dude dressed up like a bunch of people dressed up, but somebody dressed up like uh, uh, he and his friends dressed up like the characters from Coming to America, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it was really great. Um, We got to see it on like a monday night when it wasn't super crowded so that was kind of good although i would have kind of loved to ha- see what it would have been like in the opening weekend just for the crowd reaction um i don't know i i know that um it was i think it was one of my it's one of my favorites one of my favorite marvel me movies too. it's definitely top top five marvel movies yeah. for me i i haven't felt that inspired in a while where right. i haven't where i felt moved where i left there feeling like hope and feeling moved by the movie yeah and also walking out and seeing a little boy like cross his arms and be like yeah kind of forever and i was just like that's why representation matters right there absolutely and um it just it left me feeling feeling good and and bringing that magic back that you know 
yeah. haven't really seen in a while. So yeah, I kind of watched it more as like a fable than like a superhero movie. Mm. And they kind of set that up. They you know it starts off with like a narration of like tell me a story about Wakanda, and then right. several times in the the film they talk about like. Wakanda being a fairy tale or it being because you know like it's, it's invisible it's like hidden and yeah, yeah yeah so um I when we went I was actually sitting next to um a father and his son and the son was biracial and his father was white and it was and he was like so excited to take his son to see this and like the whole time he was just like looking at his son to see his reaction to this movie and it was really really sweet that's super cool yeah it was yeah. good. And the warriors in the movie, like that, that gets oh. to my heart. Like they were badass that they had a, a female, the door Milaj Dude, is a female guard. The general, like, oh, she is, she is, she's my favorite. Girl crush. Oh my sure. God. So oh, much. Yeah. So Big much. Time. Fighting in a giant ball gown. Oh God. That's the best. With a fucking spear. Yeah. yeah, when she threw the wig, I was just like, that, oh I, I, I oh. picture doing that in cosplay before, like throwing my wig. The like, choreography in that scene alone him. is fucking outstanding. Just and ugh, ugh, that was great. That was probably I was like, like sitting forward in my chair, just like glued to the screen. Loved it. Yeah, and in also uh, you had mentioned it, and I had seen it online about Disney is like put like a million dollars towards uh, a STEM center in Oakland. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was a really awesome thing because because like Shuri, the sister mm-hmm. in it is like a badass. She's yeah. like brilliant. She's a genius and she does all their tech. And I felt like that was really cool for little girls to see that um, in a superhero movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was very inspiring. Yeah. Cool. So we all did that. That's something we did. What else, What's going on with you? Anything? Scarlett? Mm. Okay. Just the whales. Just, just just the whales. I've been learning about whales, and I've been learning about... You've done some lots of rabbit paleolithic, holes. Paleolithic yeah. um, research. That you have. And, like, historical linguistics research. Yeah, which is super fascinating. We can talk about that when we get to our main topic. Cause, can we? Because I'm going to revisit it. Yeah. Nice. What about you? Work? Uh, work and then working out a lot. Oh, that's I, good. I've been working out like five Yay. days a week. Every oh, week. God. Like, uh, so, and so for like much. an hour. Like used to, I'd be like at 30 minutes. I'd be like, I'm done mm. with my cardio. But like I finally reached that point where I'd be like, I'm at 45 minutes. Let's make it an hour. Wow. And I've been doing it while doing like my Spanish lessons. Like so oh, I keep nice. distracting myself while I'm doing my cardio. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, I'll just do one more lesson. So I'll just keep going until I finish this lesson. And uh, I'm using the Duolingo app. And I'll just like get so distracted that I'll be like, it's been an hour that I've been working out. And uh, it's been good because I work out with my husband and he's kind of a badass at working out. So like he'll run like five miles and then do these crazy burpee pull-ups where he'll do a burpee and then jump up to the pull-up bar, do a pull-up. And then go back down and do the push up. Are you doing those do while you're learning Spanish? I do not I need do to those. Know. I need do you to know, know how many? I just hang from the pull up bar and like try to like pull myself up, and it's just like a uh, like a little like just like tug. Like that's all it is. I used to be able to do them, and I can't uh, anymore. But it starts by doing that. Yeah. Of just, just like tugging. grabbing it and tugging until you like start building it up. That's how oh, I did it in circus. So I'm gonna get back to there. Good and to that's know. my goal is to be ready for hiking like as soon yeah. as summer is here. Smart. What were you going to say? Nothing. Okay. I wasn't. I don't know. That sounds fucking ambitious. Proud of you. 
proud of you. We're going to Arizona in April. Ooh. So there's going to be a shit ton of hiking. We're going so to fucking Cambodia in April. And I'm going to be like, y'all go ahead. No, I'm going to be ready. I will hike even if I'm fucking like feel like I'm dying. I'm going. We're going to see all the things. We are going to see all the things. I can't wait to hear about it. It's going to be magic. Well, I recommend if you can do a stair stepper. That's what I'm doing. Mm. That's that sh- uh, shit's hard. That sounds terrible. But if you're doing any inclines, mm. any mountains or anything, mm. do the stair stepper. I mean, or I could just, well, you know, wait yeah. and see what happens <laughs> when I get there. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, I should do some preparation. It's true. Anyway, uh, we well, I think we've all voted. Yes. Yes, I voted yes. this afternoon. Voting is done. Yep. Hooray. Done. If you haven't voted this we might we might get this out in time you're uh, usually your primary elections are going to be tuesday march the let's see second third fourth sixth the sixth tuesday so if this episode's out in time which i want it to be go vote yay do it you can do it resist yeah and if you're not registered you can register right fucking now so you'll be ready for yeah. the next round of There's elections. also, I think there are some states, and I do not know what all of those states are off the bat, but I know there are some states that allow same-day registration. Really? Texas is well, not one yeah, of them. Yeah, we are not one of those places. We are not one of them, unfortunately. New York but... State is definitely not one of them, I know. <sighs> no. New York is really hard. You have to, like, register, like, like so six many months, months before in before their primary, yeah. which is, and, and they don't have open primaries like we do. So um, in Texas, you can vote in a Democratic or Republican or whatever party primary you want it's closed and then you then you have to vote in that one the next time around but in uh new york i remember with the presidential election it was a problem because you had to register with what party you wanted to vote with like six months in advance which i mean for local elections you don't even know who's running then like how would you be able to decide oh that's all on purpose they don't want you to vote and just like that you have to like vote one or the other because uh, this was uh, my husband's first time voting this primary. He like didn't understand why he couldn't yeah. just vote for any candidate. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I got him registered just in time, but he was so mad at the last election that he was like, I want to do something. And I was like, well, you can fucking vote. Yay. So you're going to fucking register. And he was like, okay. And I was like, okay. And then he got really serious about it and he like looked up all the people, like looked up every single oh, name. So he had like his whole list he was going to, yeah, but we, he had to pick one or the other. List. But he was just yeah. like, but what if I want to vote like, yeah. po- like split ticket? And mm. I was like, you can't do can't, that. Not Sorry. in, not in Texas. Mm. I don't think you can do that. In, well, I mean, may, I don't know. You can do it for. I mean, only for the top uh, positions if it's already in a runoff. Right. Hmm. But um, which is why it's really hard for independents and uh, other third parties to run. True that. Yeah. We're just some bullshit. Is some bullshit. Anyway, so yeah, voting is important. Do it, make it happen. Yeah, and even if you've never voted before, it's it's not too late. Like uh, Jay was saying about her husband, even if you've never done it before, no, it's never too late. Start yeah. now. Yeah, no judge. Start right no judgment. Now. Start now. Yes, we got to work to change it. Um, so what we're gonna talk about today is a topic that we uh first got into what two years ago yeah is when literally you said we did and the original episode was called which witches are we we thought that was pretty clever and uh so we're i mean we'll 
get you up to date on what me and Scarlett are, are about. But really, this is our chance to really get to know Jay and how Hi. much things have changed for her in the last, you know, year or so. Uh, she's really come into this. Uh, I don't know how to say I, I, this just like this gorgeous. I mean, like effervescent, beautiful human being that I always knew she was. But now she like owns it and is a badass. I mean, she always was a badass. And it sounds like she wasn't, but she was. But it's like even more badass because I know she truly believes in what she's doing and it's super great to work with her so Shit, you're gonna make me cry <laughs> crying I'm crying on the podcast we told you it was an interview but really it's just us telling it telling you how much how, how great you are love you and thinking that you're beautiful well, and smart and amazing i couldn't do it without a good witch group well i mean i i only speak for myself in that i the only thing i know how to do is like be myself and if that is inspiration for anybody then that's awesome but it's not like my intention to ever like inspire people. I am just basically being a dork. So you're like basically saying you're so awesome. I'm so awesome. That you inspire people without even trying. That's not <laughs> that's at all. totally what you just said. But it's saying. totally true. But what I think is awesome is I think uh, Jay was somebody that kind of just like dipped her toe in the witch pool. <laughs> every now and then but like it was her true nature all along and we saw that but we were just like we kind of hung back and we're like well you know like because we're all about whoever wants to participate like we're down if you want to just be in the room and like hang out on the side and not like you know do our weird chanting and shit but just watch i mean not anybody but you know people but, yeah it's people very we know it's very choose your own adventure yeah. like just observing counts as participating. Absolutely. I mean, and I because I've been in public rituals and stuff where I felt like it was very scripted. Like I, I don't want people to feel like they're being put on the spot to right. like know something or to recite something or say something that they don't understand or, or aren't feeling. Do a fancy dance. Yeah. yeah. It, or flip side, if you feel moved to do something or say something to to just do feel it. to do it and not be like, oh, this isn't part of the choreography, like. Yeah. So so we were kind of just like letting her do, do her, her own thing. thing. But I think that's the thing is like, you know, having that group that doesn't pressure you that um, let me drink grow. this witch cola. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, uh, know. you've got to like convert. You got to be a witch. It was just like, be you do whatever you need. And yeah. um, it was one of those things where I came to it on my own, where one day it was like I realized I was like, dude. I am a fucking witch. I'm doing this. I, you know, and I felt like I finally owned it. And yeah. I think that's the thing is a lot of it was just insecurity of, you know, not feeling like I had anything to contribute because I didn't know anything. And then, you know, that self-doubt and getting over that self-doubt of, you know, being scared to write an invocation or scared to just improv like what I'm feeling and thinking. Oh, but and once she let loose, it was fucking magical. Yeah. The first time she wrote an invocation, we were like. Where, Where the have fuck been? have you been hiding this? How dare you? For real. But I think yeah. that that's really interesting what you just said about like owning the term witch or being able to call like defining yourself. And that was something that we talked about in the original episode of struggling to um, own the term and be like, this is what I and one of the questions we asked each other was like, what do you think you're good at in terms of witchy stuff? And it was really hard for us to answer because one, like, I think just culturally we're all trained to sort of downplay our accomplishments and, like, 
that it's unseemly to be bragging. But also what came up over and over is we were like, well, you know, you see these people on the Internet or you read books or, or you see your friends and it seems like they have their shit so together and they just know what they're doing and it's so effortless. And then you finally realize that we're all just sort of all faking it till we make it. And once you realize that, it's really, really liberating because then you're like, oh, it's not a competition. It's not like I'm falling on my face like a dumb dumb and everyone's like hiding around the corner, like laughing at me. It, we're, we're all just trying to figure it out. And um, so I was going to start by asking you sort of that question. Um, how would you define yourself? Like if somebody was like, what's what's your belief or what's your spirituality or like, what do you practice? What are what are some words or, or things that, that you would identify with? Um, last year or two years ago, we were kind of talking about like eclectic witchcraft, um, kitchen witch, hedge writing, journeying, things like that. So I think for me, um, nature was where I really found myself in witchcraft because right. um, I've always been into nature. I've always been a hiker. I've always loved being in a garden. I grew up with a mother that was a gardener and a grandmother that was a gardener and a florist. So for me, connecting to nature and then using that once I realized I was a witch and actually utilizing it, that's where I found my identity was using that to feel connected and feel spiritual. And I, I, I think that and the moon, I, I, I'd love moon magic because of my mom. Um, I've talked about it on the newsletter a bit, but uh, she's always like believed in moon magic, which is so funny because she's just now like being like, I'm a witch. And I, you know, it wasn't one of those things that she doesn't know I do this podcast. <laughs> but right. she, like, I think now she's like, we growing up, I always thought, you know, you had to be Christian. You had to be you're in Texas. Yeah. Uh, everybody's Christian. Everybody assumes you're Christian. Do the things that um, you are told to do. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things where, you know, once you kind of could own that and it was acceptable. But yeah, moon magic was another thing too. I, I you know, just worshiping, you know, dancing for the moon and, you know, loving doing rituals now during like a full moon or, um, you know, going to see the eclipse and things like that. So. Yeah. I still don't really know what I'm doing all the time, but that I found that that's what works for me. Is not exactly. Was last night a full moon? Because it was super yeah, awesome. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, you actually uh, texted all of us and you're like, the moon looks awesome right now. And it did. What's and hilarious I, is I texted my mom too, but I didn't realize was my mom works for me. And I didn't realize it was a group text for my entire, like all the people that work for me. So I, nice. I texted all of my employees oh, uh, where I was like, the moon, look. And, um, and then all of them, which luckily I have a really good crew because they're like, where? <laughs> and they were just started sending jokes and sending oh, pic their funny. pictures of the moon. And oh, I was awesome. Like, That's cool. That's so awesome. I That's how witches convert this. people. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so. also, like, you totally sent something out into the universe unintentionally and it came back to you in an awesome way. That's super yeah. cool. That's yeah. sort of magic in a That's nutshell magic. right there. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> outside looking at the moon. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Um, so do y'all still like see yourselves the same way two from two years ago do y'all define yourself the same way that you did then um or do you think that definition has changed of what kind of witch you are i don't think my definition has changed if anything just my belief in what i'm doing has gotten stronger i think that's i think my definition was pretty decent in the beginning but i was very like not very confident and pretty like, I don't know if I'm doing things right. And w whereas now I'm just like, I'm doing these things and 
right or not, these are the things I'm doing and it's something awesome is going to happen. And like not being afraid of um, if I don't have like, you know, I think I posted something on our Facebook page the other day. It was like, if all you have is a ratty ass candle and an intention, good enough. I mean, we're very much about like what you have. It's it's all about what is in what is in your heart and mind to set your intention. It's not about like if you have this fancy um, knife or candle or any any of that accoutrement. I'm trying to, like what's that word? I know that word. Yeah, if you don't have all of the fancy, which accoutrement is all right. Like just go with what you have. If if you just walk outside, look at the moon, and go change me, help me grow. That's good enough. You fucking just did magic. I mean. Yeah. Well, and I mean, traditionally, people that were on the margins were not buying from mm. a witch store like a multi-dollar like crystal ball and athame. They were using what right. they, which is why things like a stang or a broom or whatever or a cauldron are symbols of witchcraft because that was literally what people the were using to yeah. tend their gardens and like clean their house and cook their meal. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, I think that my definition of what I practice is, is pretty much the same. A lot of the words that I hit on tend to, tend to be, be because I grew up in the nineties and there were, those are all my reaction to, um, or against what was trendy then. Mm, So like I strongly react against. Um, defining myself as Wiccan because right. it got to be like a big buzzword and it, it, people tended to use it as as sort of a PC way to say witchcraft or, or pagan. Right. Um, which is a misnomer because it's an actual like denomination. It'd be like if you're Christian and you're like, I'm Episcopalian. Like it, it's a specific tradition that involves certain certain ceremonies and beliefs and, and doctrines and stuff. So um, I tend to react against that. Although on, I think it was my bio for maybe the newsletter or something. I did add a word because I tend to refer to myself as um, uh, a witch and uh, uh, coyote because chaos magic. But I added uh, tantrika because I am now kind of devoted a lot of time and energy to studying um, tantric Hindu texts and history and exploring those deities and those very specific methods of meditation and um, philosophy. So I wouldn't say that I am a master. I would consider myself a student of that, but it's something that resonates really strongly with me. So that was something that I feel like um, has become a part of my identity because, or, or it didn't really become that. I just discovered this thing that I was like, that that's what I've been trying to articulate to myself like that totally makes sense that's what I've been trying to say like these symbols are what have been on the tip of my tongue this whole time so but it's a process I think that's the other thing you know like to just be like I'm this I mean it's a it's a process I say I practice witchcraft I'm you know like it's it's a thing that's in motion and I think that's the thing is like I, I don't even, I mean, I'm not really great with, like, labels because right. that's why I'm just, like, nature witch. I'm, I think witch, you're, I make but up you're whatever like a I nature wielder. I like yeah. that. I just made that up just now right now. I, I dig it. I nature totally Nature wielder. Because, like, I feel like you use forces of nature to, like, as energy. I love storm magic. Yeah, I me too. discovered oh. that. I mean, I always knew that because I would chase right. storms for photography. Sure. 
but then realizing that I enjoy it, um, yeah. you know, for witchcraft that, you know, Ugh. it'll wake me up and I'll be like, I got to do this thing, um, was something that I think kind of revolves back to na- nature, um, yeah. you know, things like, you know, weather and, you know, the moon and the sun and, um, just nature in general and being in the woods, those kind of things. Um, so I don't really have a set label, but I'm also, I'm still really growing and yeah. I, I think that's the thing is I'm not done and I don't really have a label because I'm still figuring out where I, what I want to do. But I know those things are something that I feel connected to and feel spiritual when I do them. Um, Are there any like time periods or mythologies or cultures or anything that you draw inspiration from? I've been mostly so far. I've been really inspired by Celtic tradition or, or Celtic goddesses and um, Egyptian goddesses. Those are the those are the two I've really done any research on um, so far. Like for invocations that we've done, um, Sekhmet and um, Bastet, and then um, just in I think being inspired by Ireland, oh, like yeah. Celtic, like going to Ireland, and then also being Irish. Um, you know, on my father's side, that, that I wanted to connect to that. Um, so that's really the only ones I've looked into. I wouldn't, and that's what I hope to do in the future is to look into more, yeah. um, and have more goddesses. I, I connect better to goddesses personally than I do gods. Sure. Um, and you know, I, I am female, um, you know, and I do, what am I looking into that and seeing if there's any gods I connect to any like male deities, but so far, really, Sekhmet's been a big one. Um, Bestet's been a big one for me, which, uh, I mean, I'm also the cat of the group. So yeah. being Catwoman, those two, like, caught my attention really quickly. You don't have any cats. I I, use, I had I mean, 20 cats when I was young. So I feel okay. like... Okay, oh, she I had all the cats. That's true. collects Catwoman, like, learned to pick locks. Yeah. So she, <laughs> like, is... And wield whips. I can, like, grab yeah. a chair with a whip. That's that, pretty... That is what? true. Oh, my God. She does parkour. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like actual Catwoman. She's literally Catwoman, she and she cosplays as Catwoman. So she's basically yeah. Selena Kyle IRL. So you were kind of worshiping Bastet and Sekhmet this whole time. Like you just didn't know. <laughs> That's true. You well, were totally channeling them all along. And the thing is, I did. I think after our cat passed away, Denny, I just I had a hard time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been. It was a while till I was ready to get another cat. It's and hard. Yeah. I, I For the last uh, few months, though, I've been like uh, to my husband, like, let's get a cat. I have cat fever. Cat I don't get baby jonesing. fever. I get I get cat fever, like kid I mean, fever, where I'm like, let's go to the pound. I want to adopt a baby kitty. I need a baby kitty. I feel it in my ovaries. A lot cheaper than a baby. Yeah. That's a fact. So I, I am still working on, my husband's more of a dog person. Yeah. No surprise. He's kind yeah. of a werewolf. Yeah. Um, but I've been working on that, on getting a kitten Possible or a cat. Kitty. I, I need one. And you can I come visit and my I'm ready. I'm ready. I wasn't ready for a long time. You can come visit my dumb, dumb cats anytime. Oh, I, I mean, I the cats. one is a good boy. The girl is a nightmare. She is so bad. I mean, I love her, but she, she is not. She I is, say that every time I come over. She but... is bad. She's not bad. <laughs> really? Because she dumped all of my Q-tips in the sink and on the floor the other day. Oh, I thought she just pulled out one and you were really amazed. <laughs> she, did, she did that. But then she found the entire thing and was like, they're all mine. See, Wee. That's one of the things about cats. They can have attitude, too. Yeah. Um, but my husband's cat, when I moved in with him, because um, I went from having a cat in my parents' house to uh, moving out and they got got to keep the cat and then I moved in with him 
and he had a cat and that cat let me know who owns the house like yeah definitely like would push my stuff like nice. wait till i was looking have his pop and then as soon as i looked up <laughs> would push it off the shelf nice um, so Just letting I, you know but then by the end that cat loved me mm, yeah so. no uh, cats they're awesome yeah well um two years ago you uh you blackbird you were saying that uh you blackbird you you <laughs> you person me um you were saying that uh the culture and time period you were attracted to is uh greek and that you were kind of um, beginning to be interested or wanted to learn more about like Hindu and Native American practices. So where are you with those now? I would love to tell you. Uh, I still have basically I have four what I consider my four patrons. They are Hecate, Demeter, Apollo and out of character, but Ganesha. So he plays well with others. He does. He plays well with others. And I mean, I'll say this, like, I think when we first did the original episode, I had just kind of figured that out, like that I was like working with, uh, you know, them a little, but like, it's like an everyday thing now. Like, it's just part of my, they're just like in my psyche, if that makes sense. Like, I know who is trying to tell me what at what time I know who is with me, like when I do a certain thing, it's it's kind of freaky how ingrained it is, but I think that's, that's really, I, I haven't really learned more about uh, Hinduism, so to speak, but I have worked a lot more with Ganesha just in the removal of obstacles area. Um, like just in the last, I think year really like Ganesha has really been the force. In fact, I just journeyed yesterday and Ganesha was like, all up in that journey yay yeah it was pretty rad yeah it was very cool but so like did i have a done more studying not really but it's more just like a daily practice for me um i think that's the thing that's gotten stronger i mean i have a whole like i'm lucky to have a house in which i have a room that i can dedicate like all my magic stuff in that room and um and like that's just like I go there first thing in the morning when I wake up and make my coffee after I feed the the meowing kitties. I go in there and just like kind of chill and sit and like kind of listen. Does that make sense? Mm, totally. And then if I'm out in the garden, you know, I, I'm doing a lot more. I think with Lily's inspiration, I'm doing a lot more with my house whites. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like just I've built like them a little area in the garden. And I don't know that. Like I said, that house just feels really magical. And I think um, just ingra- ingraining everything in a daily practice. Like like I think two years ago, I wouldn't have even thought it, it was magic. So that's been the biggest difference. Yeah, kind of a perspective shift more than just like learning new things or doing new things. It's kind of deepening the meaning of the things you were doing all along. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything else you wanted to learn more about? I mean, I'm still like, I'm still working on becoming more of a healer because I think that's my, I think that is my deep down 100% true calling. So there are a couple of things that I've been doing in that regard. I was really, um, I don't know if she'll, well, I'll ask her and if she doesn't want me to say it, I'll edit her out. But I, Lily asked me to come over and do some energy medicine on her right before she had the babies. 
So I did, and it was really great. I mean, I don't know if she felt she said she felt better, but uh, I did some of that on her and that felt really great. So I'm trying to do more energy medicine on not just myself, but other people when I have the chance. Um, I still, uh, I use herbs medicinally for myself, but I haven't yet like made some kind of, you know, poultice or, or something for other people. You like the oils. I do like the oils, but... You're like the oil expert. Yeah, but I've learned something very distressing. Oh, kittas. Kittas, yeah. it's And, I mean, you can Snopes it because I did because I was like, no, it's bullshit. But they... Kitties can't absorb... Like, if the oil is in the air or whatever, kitties can't... Um, their, their liver can't process essential oils. So... I've stopped using my diffuser. I'll still use like oils on my person. Like if I don't think they're going to like lick wherever I'm putting it, but I don't really put it in the bath anymore because uh, like the cats love to get in the bathtub, not with me, but like after I've taken my bath, they're really into it. So I've been really like, I'll still put it in food, but if it's anything where I think the cats could like be harmed by it, because like they said, like, your cat could just be fine and then one day just kill over because they c- can't process this oil anymore. It, you have to, like, it sounds like it's more of a thing where, like, if you're spraying it directly on the cat, that's going to be bad. But, like, I don't even want to take the chance. And there's certain oils that is are fine, but, like, common ones that you use, like lavender, those are all, they're very sensitive to it. So, yeah, yeah I know. It's a real bummer. But I do still love the oils. And I do, I, I cook with them quite a bit and use them for also in like a medicinal if you have a sore throat if you have a lemon essential oil cinnamon and honey whip that shit up and stick it in your mouth because it's delicious it's really good it's like a real thick like honey paste basically and it takes only like two or three drops of the lemon essential oil and i mean your sore throat it won't you know it won't go away forever but it'll go away for a while it's very soothing Oh, hey, maybe I think it's see. So being a healer is like one of those things where I don't even know that I'm doing it when I do it. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't even consider what I'm doing now. The one thing and I think I've talked about this before. The thing that I'm really interested in is becoming an end of life doula. And this has been a thing that I've been thinking about for a year. And it just keeps like that like a little somebody tapping on your shoulder with a little tiny finger like you need to do this you need to do this and there's a there's a course you can take um put on by an organization called uh in Inelda and it's it's kind of expensive but it's a you you basically could go work in a hospice that um is interested in end of life care Uh, And you could, you could, but basically they employ uh, things like massage or storytelling or um, music. It's lots of different therapy for end of life. And I'm just, I don't know. There's something about it that's super duper calling to me. So yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, when I'll get to it, but it's definitely a thing I want to do. So what about like, tell me more about being a tantrika can you <laughs> well because two years ago i was like i'm so interested in like hinduism but that's such a huge umbrella yeah, like just that right. even as a term as like a religion it's really a bunch of disparate like local traditions in a country that is huge, huge. 
and speaks hundreds of languages. That's why, like, I don't even know where to start. And has been, I mean, they have these beautiful poetic epics that go back thousands of years. So, So really a big part of it for me was just sort of, like, getting an overview and then, like, sort of honing in on what, just familiarizing myself with the language of in the West, in any way, because I don't speak Hindi or any other language. Or I'd love to learn Sanskrit. I know a little bit, but it's. Um, but anyway, um, just learning the the vocabulary and the different traditions and sort of honing in on on what it was that was speaking to me. So I became really interested in um, the tantric movement, which is not the sexy sex times that we think of when you think of like tantra in the West. Yeah. Sting. It's it's a. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be like saying that Christianity is about Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> it's a thing, but that's not at all, like, the point of it at all. And um, it, it's a philosophy. And there, there's it actually, um, there's there are strains of, like, tantric Buddhism as well that kind of grew up in tandem and in exchange with uh, tantric Hinduism. And um, so I've been, so I would say that um, I've been studying a lot of, like, Trika and Kaula, um, texts, which are specific um, traditions uh, that arose in the Middle Ages in India. And they tend to focus around like um, what we call in the West Shaktism, where you tend to worship um, Shakti or Devi as sort of the, the main uh, force in the universe, um, where like all you worship multiple gods and goddesses but they're really all kind of part of this great infinite hard to describe force that is seen as as being primarily feminine in nature and it's also non-dual so there's dual and non-dual um strains of hinduism and other religions but um what it what non-dual posits is that there is your your personal soul or your ego and then the divine, whether you call it Brahman or God or Shakti or whatever, and that they're actually the same thing, that you are a little droplet in the mm. ocean of the universe that is the divine. And to play with its own nature, the divine allows itself to to congeal into these little little bits of of its own self to look back at itself so that's that's what we all are and and realizing that that is sort of the the ultimate purpose of uh of such a practice and it involves a lot of things that are familiar to with to people that practice any form of meditation or some forms of yoga um, breath work, which we talked about, I mean, two years ago with trance induction. Right. It, to me, is a huge trigger, um, training my breath, especially as an asthmatic and um, ADD person. It's huge. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing that um, it it's very, a lot of religions, um, especially of the Abrahamic flavor, tend to be very, like, mind-body separate. That, like... To the point that, like, this earthly body is bad and sinful. Yeah, but... And the whole point is to get out of it and be in heaven and be spiritual. And those things are mutually exclusive. So that to be holy, you have to pretend that you are not in this body and try to resist 
interacting or desiring these things that are in this physical world which to me is crazy well and that, and that crazy is, to, to in in tantra that's not the philosophy at all right. because if you believe that we're all made of the divine then all things are divine and that's right. where tantra be, began to get a reputation as being very taboo of being very sexy um oh. the term left hand which in the west is usually um, has been adopted by sort of more antinomian sort of luciferian traditions but it started in um in tantra because they they do conduct certain rituals in a very advanced stage where you challenge yourself especially you i mean in the context of of india where you have a caste system where you have a very specific um taboos around um interacting with certain people of food of using your left hand or showing your the bottoms of your feet to people all these like very very elaborate centuries old traditions of taboo and class and things like that so um these rituals were designed to to challenge th those so it's not like oh let's go get wasted in a graveyard and have an orgy the idea is if you have if you were raised in a culture that has an enormous taboo of death and the things associated with it and the people that handle it professionally as being taboo and dirty and polluting, then forcing yourself to do a ritual, say, in a graveyard or in a um, um, where they burn bodies would really force you to fucking challenge that idea and really embrace the idea that all things are made of the divine, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah. So it's not about like having a good time and being um, hedonistic. Not that pleasure is unacceptable. It is. It's certainly a part of life. But that idea of um, it's, it's not meant to be, it's meant to challenge your idea of well, what is sacred? What is holy? What, what is worthy of worship? What is, what is, worthy or not worthy of disgust but it's also like the ultimate uh appreciation of awareness yes like you are 100 percent aware all the time i mean you're not but like the goal is to be aware all the time like to be noticing all right. the time which i think is beautiful and something i've really like instead of being in your own head thinking about what you're going to do when you get home or what you're going to do this weekend or what you're going to do on that trip you're going to take like you're thinking about the fact that you're writing something down right now, you know, like yeah. or whatever the thing is that you're doing right at the moment. Just, I mean, being in the moment, basically. Yeah, it's about it's about savoring experience. Right. So, you know, just sitting here, I'm looking at the wall and instead of spacing out and thinking about what I'm going to say next, there's a spot where um, we covered a exposed nail head with spackle and then we still haven't painted over it. So then instead of my attention next turning to like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. That's been here for like two years where we haven't repainted this room. I'm just thinking about like, what is the texture of that? Like, what does that remind me of? What's like, inside that wall? Like, no, like just just, just finding that yeah. little moment of, of looking at a shape of a color of a texture and just savoring the experience of observing it. I like that. Which if you're having a shitty day is amazing it's a great yeah it's a really good tool but anyway so um and i've been also work so i've been reading a lot of texts in translation um studying a lot about the history of it um also delving into some folk practice because of course like most texts are for scholars so which is 
not necessarily the way that it's practiced like on the ground um, to people who may, may or may not even be literate and certainly aren't like full-time scholars. So um, sort of that's kind of the next step for me is learning more about that because I started from a very academic angle because that's where I come from, from about everything in general. And um, learning about, uh, I'm, I'm really attracted to the Mahavidyas, which are 10 uh, goddesses that are aspects of Shakti. Kali, of course, is one that everybody knows. But um, and Tara, who is um, a Buddhist goddess as well, same name, um, is another one of them. But they're very I've talked about Bhagalamuki, I think, before when we did um, some rituals. Um, I really like Matangi, who is called the Tantric Swaraswati because she is um, a goddess of like music and and art and stuff like that. But she's also the goddess of like the outcasts and uh, things that are taboo. So I like the dichotomy. But I could talk about this for a really, really, really long time. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> but anyway, the point is I wanted to learn more about Hinduism. And I did and continue to do so and find it very rewarding. So I'm glad that I followed up on that. Is there stuff, Jay, that you want to learn more about or that you that you feel like a calling toward or? Hmm. That's kind of hard. Like, I'm like, still everything? Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> all the things. All the things. I think that's the thing is I still haven't really found a set. Like, you know, I, I find some of the Egyptian goddesses fascinating and Celtic goddesses, but I haven't really found, like, like Tantra or, or, you know, something specific of, like, this is my... Besides just being in nature, I haven't really found... What it is, I've bought a lot of books, yeah. but I'm also very, very ADD. Yeah. So I, think, I have a problem of reading them all at once rather well, than I think, focusing. like, I know that you are real busy with work, too. And I think um, the one thing, I think the one thing that I can commit to is deepening what I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, I see you kind of, you know, following that path, too. And I think... It is like I'm I am learning piano. I know that's not like learning anything about like hey, my music is a religion. But to me, absolutely. Man. Like it seems very it's amazing to me at all that I can read music and play anything. So like that has been a crazy transformation. And um, and I see the value in that, too. I, I mean, also, like I am super jealous of the scholastic book learning, all kinds of awesome shit that scarlet is doing and putting into practice in her own life i think it's really you know it's making a difference in the way that she interacts with her own world and that's i mean that's what we're all kind of trying to do yeah. but like i think that's a, like you say that about me but i think you learning <laughs> piano like first of all that's like a weekly commitment fuck yeah second of all like I'm always scared objectively like it either sounds great or it doesn't but i think music is very magical it is that's true it has such an effect just like anything like oils or crystals or a ritual or a mantra or anything like it changes your mood dramatically like i have always self-medicated with music yeah but i also find it fascinating the different aspects of where we grow of like uh, you know, Scarlet, like being a scholastic, like being like the the mindful, like studying and learning all these things. And you like are, are you utilizing like the piano and like, you know, 
as a healer, I feel like that makes sense to yeah. me. I know that might It's very weird. tactile. And yep. in me, it's been about like the physical, because I'm a very physical and action kind of person. Right. And of just like going out on a hike and then just throwing my runes and everything in a bag and like just going and not planning anything. And like, I just think it's very fascinating to see the different routes, but yeah. the growth of all of those over the last year that I've gotten to witness being a part of the group and seeing how you can grow in different ways. Well, and not to talk about Lily while she's not here, but I'm gonna anyway. We're gonna do a little mini-sode with her, too, as a little surprise, and we'll probably ask her some of the same... Surprise! We're telling surprise. about you. We're telling you now. <laughs> we'll probably ask her some of the same stuff, but um, one of the things that uh, I think I've watched her grow into completely is the role of, like, protectoress. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she already was on that path when they bought a house and, you know, she made that house hers and, you know, gave things to her whites and like gave things to the land. And uh, now she has twins and she's like like that is something that she has just grown into is the protector of home, hearth, babies, like and just like a fierce like warrior protector i don't know that's just how i see her Mm -hmm. i mean she's also like loving and nurturing but she is i mean but you look at all the goddesses that embody both the protector and the mother like the maternal and she has become both that she's like the wolf mother we're talking about you lily oh yeah she's gonna hear this and go oh my god guys but um is there anything jay that you like kind of struggle with uh any concepts (laughs) any well, I mean, the biggest thing being doubt and um, just working on my confidence. And it, that was the thing that stopped me for the longest time where, I mean, I was coming to Uncoven and not par- not totally participating. Like, I, I participated. You did. I like participating. I'll, I'm, I'm good at following roles. Or <laughs> we didn't have any told. roles. I didn't have roles, but I'm good at being like, oh, yeah, I'll read this thing. I'll do this thing. But, like, yeah. You didn't, like, like, barf on anything. Yeah. So There was a point where I crossed it where I'm like, this is something I'm contributing Well, you became to. a contributor. Right. Yeah, exactly. Where I, I actually felt it. Like, where before I was like, oh, this is fascinating. But I, would I love be, watching. I, would, I love enjoying. I would say that you were a contributor already and you just maybe didn't know it like maybe you didn't write a thing or you know have the um you weren't in on the planning of the thing but once you got there who you were changed the dynamic and it was in in an awesome way not like in a shitty way no in an awesome way so the reason it's been such a healthy uh thing for me is coming out of a a less healthy mentality of i mean don't get me wrong. There are great aspects of Christianity where sure. I respect it. I respect the spirituality side for anybody if that's what you believe in. I totally respect that. But the religious part is what I came out with with like kind of a mind fuck yeah. of that guilt in that I'm not good enough. You know, I'm you know, and I had mentioned it to y'all where I had realized one of the, my reasons I was so angry about religion when I came out of it, and I was kind of lost until I joined and Coven was that I was. I also came out of a, a personal abusive relationship, and then I realized that my religion was kind of the same thing, like the mm. same statements sure. that I would say in a, an abusive relationship. If you say, if you switch out God 
for a boyfriend, you realize it's a, a, a an abusive situation of like you're nothing without God. You're mm. not, you know, you, you, all you need is God. Mm. Um, you know, God you just, will fix don't everything. Question God. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's all in God's plan. Like all mm. those things, those mm. those sayings. I, I I didn't know why. They, and the reason I came to this was because I was so angry when people would tell me these things. Right. I'm like, I shouldn't be angry because I do respect people having whatever religion they want. I totally respect. Yeah, that. but then they're kind of telling you how to feel too. Yeah, but when they tell me that, it would always make me angry. Yeah. And I realized that's why is because yeah. it was the same as being an abusive relationship. Like kind of triggering. For me, yeah. Of triggering that guilt of like you're nothing without this. Yeah. And I think that was what witchcraft, like becoming part of this group and growing in it is that y'all didn't pressure me. Y'all were like, if you want to come, cool. If you can't, cool. Um, it's also like we're super interested in what you, how you practice things. We're not here to tell you like do it our way. I mean – We've never been about that, and we do not advocate that anybody out there be about that, really. I mean, like, I think what's been the healthiest for us is that we are all super different in in what we actually, like, our daily practice or our, you know, our practice in general, but everybody's really open and interested, and it's not like you're going to go home and do that thing, too, but you might, and that's okay, too. Like, or like, you know, Jay, like Texas is like, the moon looks awesome. And I was like, oh, my God, uh, it does. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. Yep. Because yeah. I immediately went outside yep. and let my dog out and looked to the east and saw this awesome full moon rising with like yeah. this halo of like, like wispy clouds reflecting oh, it. Like so it was great. great. So so but like that's kind of your role. You Like you've that's always been a part of your life of because we've talked multiple times on this show about um, space and being interested in that and like camping and like being like that sort of science but on the ground kind of like like doing it and like going out and like driving to see the eclipse and stuff so i love that combination of like actually like physically moving your body getting out of the house out of town but to like look up at the the infinite void that is space like it's i think that that's like such an inspiring way to experience the universe well and i think that's the thing is finding people y'all helped me not be scared to grow but y'all also were like do you like do your do your thing like where you're like that's witchy too and i was like what it is accounts accounts and having like healthy people like that that support that that aren't like that doesn't count like you're like let's make it work like, you hear that we're healthy like, anytime oh, like well we then there was that like, time that we like harvested one of your kidneys to sell right on the black market i'm so. okay with that i only need one right? <laughs> you only need one yeah it's true. good it's true it's good. Such a baby. greedy totally good but yeah like just the encouragement the support and i think that's helped me through the problem like like we're saying of like what i struggle with of that doubt of like i shouldn't i shouldn't bring this invocation because it's not going to be good enough or um, you know, or maybe they'll think this is silly. And then I just let it go and I put it out there and then y'all are always so supportive. And cause it's always awesome. Plus, <laughs> even if it like, if for any reason, which this would never happen, we would ever be like, that's just not that awesome. First of all, that's not going to happen. And B, we would not say that we want to encourage self-expression at all times, even if it's dorky. Dude, I've told some really bad like jokes Thought it was funny on this podcast and <laughs> You, you are know. hilarious. I, I will laugh at myself You should forever. bring all the jokes. Well, it's okay. And it's also like find joy in other people's joy. Like right. if you do something or are or, or interested in a goddess or want to go like do an activity or whatever it is. And I'm like, 
that's not really my jam, but it's fun but go seeing do it. how yeah. into it you are. Like, I love that. And I think that that's where, like, people in general just need to learn to be more, like, it doesn't have to be your cup of tea for you to still be excited for your friends to have found something that is 100% their cup of tea. And like, then you might learn something. Because, like, you, you know, you brought to one of the Uncoven things where from the, the your, your studies of, like, Tantra, where we did the... Uh, the physical with mudras, our hands, yeah. the mudras. Yeah. And like learning that was something that I was just like, I never realized that that was something that actually does mentally help, like kind of feel that what I felt when I was with y'all doing these, yeah. the, the chant and like doing the, that, that sound in the, the physical mm-hmm. hand, the motion at the same time, um, that it kind of channeled that and learning that. And like when y'all bring things like that to the table, even if it's not something that's my own, it's something I'm learning and something that I might find something from. Well, and I think that's the message to like everybody listening to like, if you have a group of people that you're getting together with, like everybody has something they can bring to the table, even if it's just being there to listen or being there to watch. I mean, like just presence alone is bringing something to the table so you know don't if you feel like you're not a contributor or you're not in part of whatever the planning is of the group or whatever trust me just your your presence alone your energy is contributing yeah absolutely this has been so nice yeah we've learned so many things well it's been good growing with you guys we'll just keep on growing yeah I just feel like like every time we kind of get together and talk about stuff, it gets me more invigorated to to learn about stuff that y'all are into. Like you recommend a podcast or you recommend um, like a museum or a show you saw or like an event that's coming up that you want to go to. Like it gets me excited. But then it also just gets me excited to dig into the things that I enjoy that have nothing to do with any of that because we just sort of feed off of each. Like I said, like. You get excited to see that other people are excited. Right. So mm-hmm. that definitely like creates a chain reaction, which yeah. is productive for everybody, which going back to what you just said about like just the presence, just the energy that you bring of being in a group, even if you're not like on the megaphone leading it or whatever, like right. like your your energy is contagious Absolutely. in a good way. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I think we have covered a lot of ground here. I did have one. It's not a corrections corner per se. Oh, corrections corner. But I went back and listened to the original episode and I was talking about how Mm. I'm really interested in Paleolithic uh, religion and stuff like that. And in that episode, I specifically said that um, uh, humans, uh, the out of Africa event of migrating um, Homo sapiens was 100,000 BC or years ago. It, they have since pushed it back. In the past two years since I made that statement, they've had new archaeological discoveries that push it back to um, maybe upward, maybe 200,000 um, wow. years ago. Um, wow. They found, they originally thought that um, people were settling in the Middle East around uh, 80,000 years ago. They found um, settlements that they originally dated to 120 thousand years ago that now they're pushing it even further back to um 175 to 200 thousand years ago and they've discovered some remains in china that are dated to 120 thousand years ago so they were already there and then they've also found some remains in uh like morocco so uh north western africa not the typical cradle of civilization of central africa from what they're dating is 
300,000 years ago. That's so amazing. that pushes yeah. back the date of when our species even evolved yeah. by 200 that changes a whole shitload yeah, of stuff. That's so, like a mind-blowing archaeological revelation. Right. It, I mean, wow, y'all. it fucking blew my mind. So yeah. anyway, um, one of the things I was saying in the last, when we first did this uh, this episode about where we were, I was saying that I, I loved archaeology so much because this is all brand new stuff that keeps coming out. So that is your update, your archaeological update nice. of new shit. Do you yeah. mind if so I was I excited ask to share that. One more question. We can yes. keep it quick. But no, like, ask it. No. Uh, hurry up. No. We covered where y'all, and a little like me, since we're getting to know me, um, but where we were two years ago versus now. So say we do this two years from now. <gasps> we should. Oh, where, yeah. what do you want to, what is, where, what do you want to expand on? Like, what do you want to be, like, grow in or become or like a new, like, area anything like any goddesses what what do you want to grow in what do you want to be two years from now well i would like to either have a plan to or be on the path to completing that end of life doula course uh and maybe possibly i mean it's ambitious but maybe start volunteering somewhere at a hospice or, or something volunteering in some way toward that thing that I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what it's going to look like. But it's an amazing person and you are an amazing person. Oh, oh, thank you. With my grandmother watching, she had Alzheimer's and watching, you know, yeah. her, her, her like friends in hospice care, they they helped her through that and they were so kind to her and it was comforting knowing there was that kind of if it was someone like you, I, I can imagine someone better. One of the ways I'm kind of preparing myself for this role now uh just briefly is there are a lot of tools online where you can uh write letters for in case uh in case you just die and aren't able to say goodbye you can write letters to your friends and family like Mm -hmm. telling them you know how you feel about them or you know everything that they've done for you so i've i've start i've written a letter that i plan to update every year um, I've written like an advanced directive, which I'd never really had done that before. But we're uh, Scarlett and I are going to go on a big trip soon, so I'm trying to get some stuff like in order just in case I fall off a cliff in Cambodia or something. But I mean, I don't know if there's cliffs there. I, maybe we could fall off our anger water. I, I could, yeah, I could fall well, off. There the, are landmines. You could yeah. step on a landmine. That's a real. I don't. I yeah, mean, I don't want that to happen. But I'm I'm trying to do some things that are. You know, like just kind of preparing me for that role for other people, like things that I would want if somebody I was super close to, like, couldn't say goodbye. Like, I just want to have some things like in place. Yeah. To say, I mean, I don't. It's kind of. It's so. That's hard though, because it's one thing to be like, this is an act of service for other people. I get to feel good about. I mean, it's hard, no joke. But like, that's a very different experience than basically being your own death doula like because you're basically like testing it out on yourself first and that is crazy fucking hard i think it's it's pretty weird because i I just i keep reading a lot of stuff about like we as a culture tend to shy away from death we don't want to discuss it we don't want to think about it we want to you know put it off as long as possible but a lot of the articles that i'm reading are, are from the viewpoint of 
N- no, be friends with death because look, it's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And if the, the, the more at peace you are with the acceptance and the experience of the, of the life that you live, um, kind of walk hand in hand with it and you'll get better with it. Like just be more in tune with it and that it is just another stage of, of the wheel basically. Well, I mean also just getting over the cultural cause yeah. in our culture, like people that are old, people that are sick, like it's, it's very hard to get over that programming of yeah. seeing those as being inherently bad things. And people like, physically don't want to be around folks that are sick or old like like it's contagious or something right and it's a it's a deep physical unconscious reaction so just even confronting that is hard so i anyway we support you we think you're gonna be you would be fantastic at that thank you i will keep my journey going on that what about you, Scarlett? Where do you want to be in two years? You know we're going to ask you the same question, too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to read all the things. Yes. <laughs> You're so, well on your way. I have so many books and links that are bookmarked and that I, I need to read. Um, the other thing I want to do, which I keep kind of starting and like the ADD person I am half finishing, is I, I really want to get into a groove with... Um, setting up even just really the most simple like little places in my home where I can honor my housewites and my totems and my ancestors and um and other any anything or my familiar all things that um are are important to me in the spirit world where I can do a very simple quick but like meaningful real world action and just get it get into some kind of routine where it's something I do first thing in the morning or it's something I do every week or whatever it is of like lighting a candle or saying a thing or like placing an offering or whatever it is and just having that be just the thing that you do you know just the way that you like take out the trash the night before they come to collect it like just have that be a thing that's part of my life um because I, I think that that would be really good for me just in terms of practicing a routine. But also, um, I really think that it would be beneficial for me to, like, keep in contact. I mean, that's how you treat your friends and family. Like, you have to to maintain that contact. You can't just think about them when you feel like it. And right. be like, ring, 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 spirit world. Like, help me out. Um, I need you now. Yeah. yeah. But to have it be a reciprocal relationship where... Right. Um, I'm I'm making the effort to to do something no matter how small or symbolic and have it be on a regular basis. Um, it's just part of how I conduct my household. I think would be really good. Awesome. What about you, Jay? I I mean, mine's a little bit along the same lines as Scarlett. Like I've gotten better about spontaneous magic where mm-hmm. I don't have a plan. I just wake up and I'm like, I got to do this thing. Right. Or, you know, I'm thinking like you about get a feeling. Lily and I'm like, I got to do this ritual yeah. for, you know, make sure like she, the, the babies come safe. Like those things that I just felt moved to do. Yeah. And, um, but I don't really have a space. Like, uh, you know, I only, I live in a three bedroom house and I, we have to have two offices cause I work from home and, right. and one's our bedroom and one's my husband's office. So we yeah. don't really have a space 
for me to do it. And with it being, I mean, before, like, this last year wasn't a problem because it was warm during the summer. And right. then I discovered this winter, I was like, it's too cold to yeah. go out to my garden. Yeah. So where am I going to do this? And I just did it in my office. Um, yeah. Because I didn't want to wake my husband because usually I'm doing them late at night. Um, or sometimes I'll go out on the patio if it's warm enough. But yeah, like finding, make a little corner or something. Yeah, finding, yeah. and I'm trying to find that and trying to make, I want to make a space for myself where yeah. I can feel, like, where I feel magically, like, connected. And yeah. I don't have that yet, and I want to have that. And then I, I also, um, I want to work on meeting, meeting more witches and being more open about it. I think, I can't totally, like, on my personal Facebook because I have work and things like that. Same. Sadly, I can't be open about it, but I would like to discuss it more with other people and meet more people to help grow and um, have more of a community. And I have y'all, but I would love, I mean, I learned so much from y'all, and I would love to learn from more people, and I'd love to see that in uh, in our community. There are so many people out there too. Like I think um, just the fact that our listeners have come to us and sent us stories or sent us things. It's like, it's a bigger community than we realize. I think sometimes. I think that's the thing is giving a safe space for anybody else in the area that, you know, they can feel like they can talk to. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, you're a witch too? Uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Just because that, you know, and especially living in Texas, it's yeah. like, you know, you never know if it's safe to talk about. I mean, in right. some, some spaces. And, That's true. You know, I just, I want to be able to kind of embrace it a little bit more. I mean, I feel just braver going to have price books and not being scared being in that section. Like, I got <laughs> dirty books one time and I was just like, bitch, I own it. Like, I'm like, come on. I'm the goth girl at half price books. Don't, yeah. like, if you're, you're already going to judge me like, anyways. Like, what category do you think I should be looking at? Yeah. Like, so... Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's the thing is yeah. I am less, uh, I'm feeling more confident and yeah. just, uh, you know, continuing to expand on that. Yeah. I love you guys. We, we love, love you, you too. And we love Miss Lily and we miss her. And I can't wait to have uh, her give us her little mini-sode. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like kind of new information for all of us because yes. we, we communicate with her online and um i think we've all individually seen her briefly running uh, food and loves over to her but um she's very busy she's very busy as you can imagine i don't want to breathe any potential influenza germs or anything like that on her bubba's so i don't want to be in her face but we miss her very much yes and she um, is an intrinsic part of our little family here especially this episode because i was i went back and was like listening to the original uh we what witches are we which witches are we (laughs) yeah but so say that five times fast can't do it cannot do it (laughs) all right well so stay tuned for mini sode from lily and uh we don't know what the next topic is but i'm sure it'll be great and And, uh uh, newsletter on the 13th as always yes yep and uh that's what, that's what we, <laughs> follow us on Facebook or Facebook, like uh, Instagrams. Instagram. I don't like I haven't done Vero. yet. I don't think we're doing Vero. <laughs> the, I guess the owner is sketchy and the platform is sucking. So, I mean, whatever. I'm sure. Go ahead. Oh, 
don't please don't chastise us we don't know what we're doing yet i feel so. like if they chastise us i'm like have you listened to us we're like, just I mean, gonna we, do instagram we never, for now yeah we, <laughs> we're good we don't know everything uh no and I, I will be the first person to say lily has uh been a driving force behind like instagram posts and facebook posts so we're all just trying to like do half as good as she she did <laughs> so like we're we're putting stuff out there it just might not be as much as y'all are used to but we're getting it we're doing it um well until next time hocus, hocus pocus, pocus bitches, bitches.